90% of people with visual impairment say that they've been victim at least once of a fraud or a mistake. It can be non-intentional, but there could be a mistake in the amount and they only realized the mistake a few days after. So it's too late. And that was the starting point. Welcome to Made For Us, a podcast about the intersection of innovation and inclusion. It's for anyone who's curious about how to develop products that work better for all of us. I'm your host, Tosin Suleiman. In today's episode, I'll be exploring an innovation that could transform the banking experience for many people with disabilities, a credit card that speaks. The voice payment card, developed by the French company Talus and the fintech startup Handsome, was designed to give more autonomy to people who are blind or visually impaired. Frederick Martinez, who leads biometric and advanced payment marketing at Talus, joins me to explain how the technology works and how it's being commercialized. We also discuss some of the lessons Talus has learned from developing the product and the feedback they received from early users. Here's our conversation. So I'm Frederick Martinez. I'm a product line marketing manager in Talus, in charge of innovative payment card solution. And so my company is Thales. Um, it's a global leader in terms of digital security and identity, but not only. We, in fact, we serve um, companies, organizations, and governments to carry out their critical missions in the field of defense and security, cybersecurity, identity. Okay, great. Thank you. I understand that Thales is the world's biggest supply of payment cards. Yeah, that's true. In fact, in the past, the payment card and the, the chip card was invented some decades ago. The name was not Thales at that time. It was a, a company um, that started in the 80s. But now we're part of Thales, which is a large organization. And we are indeed the leader worldwide in terms of payment cards, but also SIM cards and all the small cards you can find in different devices, ensuring the, the security and the connectivity of your devices. Can you give a brief overview of who your clients are and the, the kind of solutions that you provide for them? Sure. So on my side, I'm in a part of an organization called uh, Banking and Payment Services. So our, our customers are, are mainly banks uh, and financial institutions. And my job is to work with the team to propose new kind of payment cards. So enabling more functionalities, more, more security, but also more convenience to users. And so we try to be um, to be innovative. You know, it's not always easy because the banking card is, is very thin. It's an object which is standardized in terms of thickness, dimensions. But we are managing to, since a few years, to introduce some features like a biometric sensor. So in the future, we will see more and more issuers proposing a biometric card, for instance. It, it's a payment card with a fingerprint sensor. So you can pay instead of typing a, a secret code or, or signing a bill, you will just put your fingerprint, your finger on the on the card sensor and the card will make sure that you are the right card holder before validating the payment. So that's an example of innovation, which is very uh, convenient as well as secure because the user can, with the tap of the card, um, have a transaction which is uh, fully trusted by all parties. But we also trying to to find solution to to help people uh, having more autonomy in their daily payment experiences and trying to find more um, yeah more inclusion solutions that we we are defining 
And so the voice payment card is an example of this. So can you talk a little bit about how the idea for the voice card came about and the problem that it's solving? That's an interesting story because it was in 2019, so already uh, four years ago, we discussed with with a bank, with some people at the bank, and they were highlighting the fact that many banking services are not accessible to all people. And especially for blind people or visually impaired people, there is a major problem is when they pay, uh, they cannot read the, the, the POS screen, so the screen of the payment terminal. And they need to trust the merchant because unless they are with somebody they can trust that can confirm the amount, if they are alone, they need to trust the merchant. And in fact, 90% of people with visual impairment say that they've been victim at least once of a fraud or a mistake. It can be non-intentional, but there could be a mistake in the amount and they only realized the mistake a few days after. So it's too late. And it was the starting point. So we were trying together to find a solution to that problem. And in fact, those people who contacted us have created their own fintech trying to find solution for inclusivity. This company is called Handsome. So that's a strong partner of Thales on this topic since the beginning. And we have defined a card that will communicate with your smartphone uh, so that you can hear the amount and all the steps of the payment transactions. Because the card discusses with the, the, the payment terminal and the card can see all the different steps. So here the idea is to, to have the card connected with a, a Bluetooth connection with your smartphone. So that's why we, I was mentioning that the fact we can put more electrical components in the thickness of the card. In that case, we have a Bluetooth low-energy component and a Bluetooth antenna in the card. So this, this connection allows the smartphone to receive all the different steps and to use the phone speaker or to use a headset, if the user wants to be more discreet, to vocalize the different steps. So essentially, if I was going to pay, all I need is a card and a, and a smartphone. So once I have this voice card, um, it will actually read out the amount of the payment to me and I can confirm it on my smartphone. Exactly. So what you need to do, um, the first time you receive this card, you need to associate your phone with this card. So it's, it's very easy. You have a dedicated app on your phone or it can be uh, integrated directly in the, in the bank app. And the app will ask you to present your card over the phone. So it's an NFC contact. We, we designed the solution to be very simple. So no need to, to enter a code or whatever on, on the smartphone because it could be difficult for blind people. So they just need to take their card, put the card above the the screen of the phone, and there will be this NFC uh, contact between the phone and the card with a key exchange. In fact, the card is sending a private key to the phone, and now the, the app of the phone can only work with this card and vice versa. And when it's done, so it's done once for all, it's, it's very short. Every time you would go to a merchant, you just insert the card in the payment terminal. The card will take the energy from the POS. That's important as well to mention that uh, there is no battery in the card. It's eco-friendly and the card, every time it's inserted in the payment terminal, is getting the energy directly from the payment terminal. And it's using this energy (coughs) to activate the Bluetooth connection, send the information to the phone. So your phone will speak to you and will say, uh, for example, the amount is 50 pounds, for instance. If you agree, you just need to to type your, your PIN code 
or to sign, depending on uh, uh, which country you are. Otherwise, you just remove the card from the payment terminal and you don't accept the transaction. And you can say to the merchant, sorry, but there's probably a mistake. That was not the amount I was expecting. And the merchant, okay, sorry, uh, I can correct that. And you, you start again. And if it's fine, you, you type your PIN code. And then you hear again the, um, the validation of the PIN code, the confirmation of the payment, and the, the amount is, is repeated again. You can really avoid any kind of fraud or mistakes. Yeah, you, you can uh, leave the shop with a total peace of mind because you, you know that you have paid the, the right price. Right. And just to clarify, did you say that it also reads out your PIN number as well to confirm? So, of course, the, the PIN is not vocalized. It's just the results of the PIN. So, uh, let's take an example. The user is making a mistake. He or she will hear that the PIN is incorrect. For example, there are two tries remaining, and then they can be careful and the next time they enter the PIN code. So, you said this product is targeted at people who are blind or visually impaired. Can you give a sense of the size of the population that could benefit from this? Yeah, well, in fact, uh, that that's the, the primary target, of course. And actually, we've done surveys with, with blind people, or visually impaired people, and one of their feedback is, first, they, they, they really like the solution, but they say that they don't want to be labeled as blind people by their bank. They prefer the, the product to be um, available to a large uh, part of the, of the users of the bank and not something, even if it's something that can really help them, not something dedicated to them in terms of communication with the bank. The, in French, we say they don't want to be stigmatized. I don't know if it's uh, the same one in English. Yeah, it's the same yeah. in English. Yeah. So, and, and that's totally understood by the banks. And, you know, the banks that are planning to launch this product also want to address uh, senior people and that sometimes uh, can have a problem of, of sight, but also uh, they want to be reassured when they do, when they make payments. For example, they can also keep an history in their smartphone of the the payments they've done. So thanks to the connection with the card. Also, people with intellectual um, disabilities, where people, in fact, will understand better if they hear something rather than they, they read something. Also, uh, wheelchair users. Sometimes the, the, the screen is too high for them to read the, the screen, so they can read directly on their smartphone or they can hear the the amount. And to answer to your first question, in fact, you need to know that people with some form of uh, disabilities represent around 16% of the world population. So that's quite a large number of people. And among these disabilities, blindness or visual impairment is, is, the, is around 60% of all the disabilities. So yeah, around 9% of the population suffers from visual impairment or difficulties to, to read. Yeah. And over the years, I understand that there have been a number of innovations aimed at improving accessibility and banking and payments. For example, notches on cards, Braille, larger fonts. I'm interested in your take on the banking sector's record on inclusivity and accessibility. Yeah, the, the, there is a number of uh, initiatives, which is good because banks are now fully conscious that they need to to do more on, on, on this aspect. But yeah, as I say, they can always do more. And even in Thales, that's something we, we, we take seriously. We want to, to really improve our offer and solution. And there is not one single solution 
So as you as you said, uh, Braille is is a is a solution. So you could have a, a Braille character uh, in the in your card that you can fill in order to differentiate your different cards. There's also something that is called a blind notch. So on the side of the card, there is a small notch that people can can uh, fill when they take their cards and they they can make sure that they use the right card. For people who are not totally blind, we can also work with banks on the specific visuals, you know, with some specific colors. So not complex uh, card artworks, but simple artworks with two main colors so that people can, can distinguish the cards between the, the other cards. And in fact, when we discuss with association or, or users, ideally they would like a combination of all these features. So that's something we, we want to make sure that, uh, for example, the voice card is compatible with, with Braille characters, with the blind notch, so that they can have all, all, all the benefits of all these uh, different approaches together. How long has the voice card been in development? I think you, you said it started in 2019, your discussions with Handsome. So could you talk us through the design process, what you learned from speaking to customers? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's it's a complex product, so it took some time to develop it. Uh, it's been through uh, different steps. So we started in 2019 to define what could be the target solution. So Bluetooth was uh, selected, but we had other uh, ideas. But this one was really the one that seemed at that time the best solution for that. And, and that's the case today. We can say that it's a good choice because it's working with really any kind of uh, phone. So iPhones, Android phones. And there is no impact on the payment terminal, so no need for the merchant to update their terminals. That's a solution that can be used right away by, by users. And as soon as we had this, this first proof of concept, we've been testing it with associations and people, blind people, to see their, their opinion, their reaction. And, and, and this was really um, emotional and removing for us because they had such a... We, we could feel the, 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 the happiness when they realized that this solution was going to help them in their everyday life uh, to, to have more autonomy, more, more security when they do payments. So they were very happy about that. And, and this has been really an extra motivation for us, for engineers, to, to keep on developing this product. We knew that we were on the, on the, the right track. And then the, the the next steps were to to make the, the actual final product. So have something very uh, miniaturized in in the size and thickness of the card, uh, and then so this overall took two years. And so once we had the, the final product, we've been doing some some pilots with banks uh, to make sure that the, the product was working on the field. Uh, we also had very interesting discussion with Visa and Mastercard. We were they were totally supportive of the solution, and they they put in pl- place a specific um, certification process for this product. We know that every banking card needs to go through a strict certification process by Visa, Mastercard, or any payment scheme to make sure that the product is uh, you can trust it. There's no uh, security issue or whatever. So they've been very collaborative on that. And now, well, the good news is that this product has been certified, so it's it's fully available now uh, with Visa and MasterCard uh, brands. We also have some discussion with some other schemes like CB in France. You know, it's a national scheme and other schemes that maybe are interested for other markets. But any Visa and MasterCard issuer can can deploy this product 
and and the the pilots we have done has have been very successful as well. So the the card is working well uh, on the different payment terminals. That the customer are really happy. So you said you you tried it with a number of banks in different countries. Where is the card currently available? Who can currently access it? Yeah, I cannot disclose everything because not everything is public. But what I can say, because it's been announced by the by the banks themselves, one is in in uh, Turkey, a bank called uh, Papara. So for people living in Turkey, it's possible to to ask for this card already. We have some pilots in France, and one of the banks, uh, Credit Agricole, have launched. The, the product already in one of their regions. In in Brazil, a very big bank is also testing the product with success and they plan to, to launch it on the market very soon. That's, let's say, the, the, the name I can I can disclose, but uh, we have many other discussions, but we we don't have the authorization to, to mention them. Can you mention the countries besides Turkey, Brazil, France? Well, let's say many Europe, many uh, countries in Europe are really interested in this product. Then Latin America, and yeah, we're starting to have discussions in, in other continents, but it's not at the same maturity. So in order for people to be able to access it, it has to be available in their country and it has to be offered by their bank, essentially. Yeah, because, you know, a banking card is, is even if you have it in your wallet, on your pocket, is still the property of a bank. So they need to issue the card. And yeah, if, if, if no bank in your country is proposing this card, uh, you can maybe mention it to your bank. And fully, they will yeah, they will look into this product and launch it if they are interested. You said that you've you're receiving a lot of interest. Are there certain challenges for banks in rolling this out and making it more widely available? The main problem the banks have today is they don't know who among their customers are blind or some kind of visual impairment, because that's confidential information. You know, there are more and more regulation about privacy. They might ask people to declare if they are visually impaired or have some kind of uh, disability. It needs to be something accepted by the user itself, themselves, so they can decide if they want to share or not this information. But if the banks are able to propose this kind of services, I'm sure they would get more feedback from users because if a user sees something that can really help in their everyday life, there's no reason why they at least will not declare I might be interested in the product, then they will see. Today, that's the Something that banks need to build in total trust with their users so that they can they get to know more about the user and propose the best services to them. Right, I see. So you mentioned that the feedback that you got from some of the blind and visually impaired users was that they didn't want something that was just for blind people. They wanted something that's available to everyone. Are the banks not looking at it that way? Are they thinking of only rolling it out for this specific segment? It depends on the, on the banks. We have some banks that really want to make it available to to many people, so not only blind people. But they think that there, that there is a value for many users, also because it's a cool thing. You, you can have your your phone speaking to you. And they also plan to develop the concept, so not only vocalizing, but since you have to see this interaction with a, a card, you can imagine uh, many cool stuff. One example. Uh, not deployed yet, but we are in discussion with some issues. Could be if you tra- travel abroad and you are in a country where the, the currency is different and you don't necessarily understand the language. So sometimes it's hard when you pay. You need to do yourself the conversion. You don't really understand what is written on the POS. So the app could really do that for you. So the card will send the information 
and the app will do a live conversion to your home currency and uh, to your own language. And that could be very uh, valuable for, for travelers. That's one example, but we can see with banks that we can find many uh, use cases around, the, around this technology that will make it more interesting for, for different kinds of population. Just a couple of things I wanted to clarify about the features. Does it work with both chip and pin and contactless cards? So yes and no. So the, the card is what we call dual interface. So the card can work with a chip and pin and contactless, but you will only get the vocalization when you insert the card. Because in fact, in contactless, the, the timing is very short and there's no enough time to, to discuss with the mobile vocalize the amount, and then ask for user authorization. That's not an issue in the sense of people interested in this solution want to take their time, they want to insert the card, have the, their hands free to, to listen and then type their, their PIN code if they agree. Uh, but in any case, if, if they want to make a fast payment, they trust their merchants, they can use the card in contactless if they want. Okay. And... Is it physical cards only, or could it potentially work with digital cards as well? It's a physical card combined with a mobile application. Now, we often get the question, could I have this functionality with mobile payment? Uh, that would require some development because you are in contactless mode only with a mobile phone, and you will need a kind of a double tap, so one to, to get the, the amount and hear it, and then a second tap to validate the payment. So that's not impossible, but um, that might not work as well on the field because not all the, the payment terminal could accept this double tap. And could you give a brief overview of the security features? Because I know that that's a, a, an important aspect of this and you know instilling confidence in people who are using this card. So first of all, the card is not at all compromising the security of the payment transaction. It's on top of that. So you, you will keep the same uh, transactional um, uh, security level than any payment card, which is the highest today. Huh? I mean, uh, Visa and MasterCard, they, they are defining uh, payment applications that have never been hacked in, in, in the full history. So always maintaining state-of-art security requirements for the payment cards. So the, the voice card uh, feature is on top of that. We wanted to add some extra security because uh, the card is um, broadcasting some Bluetooth um, information. This information, even if it's not sensitive, it's encrypted by the card. And I was saying that when you do the, the first association between the card and the phone, there is a key exchange between the card and the phone. So only your phone will have the key to decipher the information sent by the by the card. So even if somebody uh, has downloaded uh, the voice card application or the banking application and try to get the Bluetooth signal, the phone won't be able to decipher it. So only your phone will vocalize. Again, there is no particular security issue. It's more a question of convenience and you don't want to everybody in, in the same room than you uh, to have the, the information vocalized. So only your phone will be able to, to do it. Right, that's really interesting. So looking ahead to the future, do you see a day when the voice card could eventually become standard and all cards have this feature? The benefit of this card is it keeps all the advantages of ISO payment card. So ISO is the name of the standard. 
you have the same security, the same, all the same options that the bank can offer in a card are possible in this card. So it's just something on top of that. The only thing is that because of the extra electronics in the card, the price is a bit higher. So it's really a question of strategy for the bank. Do they want to invest in a bit more expensive product or do they want to, to propose it as an option or to only certain uh, population among their users? Right. And can you give a sense of how much more expensive is it compared to non-voice card? So I cannot enter into details. So we sell any kind of payment card to, to banks depending on their needs. This one has a higher price because of the, the extra complexity and the extra cost in terms of components. Uh, and then, so, but that's the, the price that the bank is paying. Then the, the strategy of the bank with their final users, it's, it's really their choice. So some banks may decide to, to offer it for free, let's say, to their users. Some others as an option. I cannot comment on that. It's, uh, of course, they have a higher cost, so it's up to them to see how they want to, to sponsor it or not. No, I understand. I was just curious in the, the differential. So is it like, is it twice the amount of a non-voice card? Is it you know 50% more expensive? That I was just wondering what the difference was. I cannot say exactly, but it's much more than twice because still uh, expensive components. And also it's low volumes. And, and for sure, if um, tomorrow more and more banks deploy this product, the volume of cars produced will be higher and, and there we can really decrease the, decrease the cost. So we hope that there will be a, a big ramp up everywhere and for sure we will be able to, to be much more aggressive in terms of pricing for these products. How do you see the voice card evolving? Is it something that could potentially work with wearable devices, smartwatches, for example, in the future? Yeah, well, at Thales we have also an offer for wearables, so that's something we could combine. But Again, we are back to the point of devices that work only in contact case mode, so wearables cannot be inserted. So we will need to, to first fix this uh, issue of contactless vocalization, which is not obvious at the moment. That's why it's, it's easier when you, you insert the card, of, co of course. But um, depending on the demand on, and on the, on the progress we can do on this topic, that might be a, a possibility for the future. And you talked about how the feedback that you got from users has really motivated the engineers working on this product. I was just curious, you know, what impact would you say this initiative has had internally at the company? For example, how you approach R&D on the culture? I think it had really different outcomes. First one, as I said, was a extra motivation from the engineers because it's not every day that you develop or you define a, a new product that really has this social dimension. And there was this feeling of bringing some, some real value to, to users. Sometimes is when you bring more convenience, it's fine or more, let's say, a nice effect. It, it's okay. And people are happy. But here you are really changing the life of people because today it's difficult for, for blind people to, to go alone in a shop and, and trust what they will so here, they, they, this can really change our life. And, and that was a very good motivation for us internally. And the second outcome, I think, was really to, to accelerate this, um, this willingness to, to propose more inclusive solutions. So we, that's one example, but we are really trying to find a solution. So not only for visually impaired people, but any kind of, of user with some impairments or well, not... I mean, the accessibility uh, topic is, is a real one. 
and many banking services or payment services are not adapted to everyone. So we are really trying to find solutions in cooperation with banks, in cooperation with uh, associations and users so that we identify all together what could be the products of tomorrow and uh, bringing this uh, social dimension to products and not only making innovation just for innovation, but for something useful for people. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. Are there any products that have started being developed or is this sort of still in the idea phase? There is one that also is raising a lot of interest. It's the, the biometric card, you know, with this fingerprint sensor. There is another issue that people are facing today and more and more, unfortunately, is that the fund, that when they need to enter the PIN code on a traditional payment terminal, that's fine because you have you can feel the the different numbers, so you, people can type their PIN code without mistake. But there is more and more tactile screens, so mobile payment terminal, it's, which is a flat screen. That's what we call pin on glass. So it's impossible, nearly impossible for them to enter a PIN code because they don't know where the, the numbers are located. And here, the biometric card is uh, is also a good solution. What you need to do is just to to put your finger on the sensor instead of typing your PIN code, and then they can validate. Uh, with no mistake, we not, with, without disclosing their PIN code, they can validate any payments. That's one other example. But uh, R&D is trying to find uh, other uh, useful solutions. So just to wrap up, if you were to advise other companies that want to develop inclusive products, what are the key learnings from the voice card that you'd want to share with them? Yeah, well, I really encourage uh, any company to to look at these aspects because it's very important. And it's, it's not something, I would say, that the company necessarily look at, at the first place or it's uh, number one priority, but it is important. And also it's important to, to, to get close to users, uh, to associations, if they can, to co-develop or to, to brainstorm with the different parties. So that's the best way to find the, the ideal solution because you can think on your side that you have a perfect solution, but when you test it with uh, users on the field, you, it may not work as, as planned. So it's always better to, to, at every step of the development, to test it with users and also to get their views because you might spend all your efforts on solving one problem, but in fact, it's not the main problem of people. And you need to be conscious what really matters in their lives. We can all do more, and we hope that all these little steps will help the society to move to a more accessible world for everyone. That was Frederick Martinez of Talis. You can find more details on the voice payment card in the show notes. If you learned something new in this episode, please do share it with someone who would enjoy it. And I'd be grateful if you could rate the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. I'm Tosin Suleiman. Thanks for joining me on Made For Us.